You need to understand that failure is not failing and failure is part of your growth process. You're going to fail. People that don't fail aren't pushing themselves to the edge. And the edge is where the difference is made. If you don't fail at something, you're not doing it right. Great hitters, as we all say, hit 40% of the time. That's 60% failure. That's not going to get you an A in school, but it's going to get you a good grade in softball. Because everybody who's achieved success has failed along the way. And the whole thing is not that you fell down, not that you failed, it's how do you get up? Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Y'all, Hutch is here. She's been on the podcast before. It's one of our most listened to episodes. I have it in the show notes if you haven't listened to it yet. But who wouldn't want to learn from the winningest coach in D1 softball history? I mean, who wouldn't? Hutch, as you probably know, coached my sister for her final season of college softball which is where I was able to build a really great relationship with her. And I asked her a really big favor this past summer. I asked her to talk to my virtual athletes, my virtual hitting Academy athletes and their parents to speak to them about what the most successful players and teams she ever coached looked like. And she did not disappoint. She shared a few stories of bench players become all conference players when they got their their heads in the right place, and she helped get them there. Um, she talked about one of her best players she's ever coached getting cut from the national team, and then what she did to get back on the roster for the Olympics. Yes, the last Olympics that we just had. That was Amanda Chichester, by the way. This chat is packed with gems that you're going to love if you're a player looking to separate yourself from the rest, if you're a coach who wants to help develop a powerful team culture. And if you're a parent who wants to hold your athletes accountable to the goals that they have, you're going to want to be here. But before we dive into this epic episode with Hutch and the amazing, amazing conversation she had with my athletes, I need to tell you about something. It is the first week of January, which many of you know, Virtual Hitting Academy doors, they are finally open. And if you listen to last week's episode, you actually know the elevated version of VHA that is now available. I have to tell you this now because I'm only taking the first 10 athletes to mentor one-on-one for these next six months. And if I don't tell you now, the 10th spot might be taken. So I'm going to take my time to tell you quickly about VHA. 
the normal VHA. We have guest coaches who are former college players, Hall of Fame coaches. Hutch was one of them. Obviously, this is why we're here for this conversation. And even a few Olympians, the lineup is going to be through the roof in 2024. Hint, hint, hint. We have two-time All-American and Team USA player Aaron Koffel is going to be with us as our first guest in January. So if that's not a reason to sign up for VHA, I don't know what else is. We also have a swing analysis call where I can give you direct feedback on your swing and what to focus on in the upcoming months to become a stronger foundational hitter as you can. And some of my favorite work are the weekly live workshops, literally live workshops where you can come meet with us every single week and we can talk hitting, we can talk mental game, whatever you need, we hit on. So those weekly workshops are all recorded. All of the calls are recorded. You can refer back to them whenever you want. And of course, a lot of people, they join Academy because there's an entire specialized drill library that you can go in and look at whenever you want. And there are drills in there that I have never shared anywhere else. Now, that's literally only a fraction of things that you can find in VHA. So I'm going to need you to go to www.ashleybetraining.com slash VHA or just head to my website. You will be able to find the blueprint of everything that VHA offers, including a nice little swag box that you'll get as well. But what's on my heart and the newest feature that I've just added, this is why I had to tell you this before this episode started, is that this is a premium VHA membership. So with the new VIP... If you're one of my 10 that get chosen to be VIPs, this is for the athlete with huge goals. And it's the most exclusive one-on-one coaching that I offer other than meeting with me in person, which a lot of you cannot do because you live across the country. But maybe you want to play in college. We're going to talk about the ins and outs of recruiting for you. Each single athlete, (laughs) each single that I meet with inside of this new offer is it's going to be specialized to what you need most. Some of you have the goal to play in college. I want to be able to advocate for you. I want to be able to make that phone call to that coach that you can't make yet because you're too young. I want to be able to help you with emails if that if you need that. If you have a huge goal on your heart, think of the membership, the premium VIP membership, as literally the most hands-on training that you can possibly get and a coach that can advocate for you and help get you to your dream school, help get you to make varsity as a freshman. Whatever it is, I want to be able to help clear the pathway for your goals and hold your hand through the process of getting there. If you're even just slightly interested in the VIP membership or regular VHA, I need you to go to www.ashleybtraining.com get the gist. You'll be able to see actually the exact blueprint of what you can expect in both of these areas. And if it's for you, amazing. I just wanted the urgency. I wanted to tell you now in case those 10 spots, they're probably getting close to being filled at this point if you're listening right now. So head over there. If this is for you, it'll be the best investment literally that you can make for your athlete. If her dreams are big and if she needs somebody to mentor her to get there www.ashleybtraining.com slash BHA, or just head to my website. The link is in the show notes. Everything is there. Go hang out with me. I'm excited to see who's going to be my first members of the premium VIP membership. This is going to be epic. I'm so excited about it. And you know what else I'm also excited about? You to listen to the episode that you came here for. So without further ado, let's head to this episode with Hutch. It's a recording that all of my VHA members can see inside their membership, and you're about to get the sneak peek that Hutch has to share about what her most successful players and her successful teams 
had that separated them from the rest. All right, let's do this. Let's dive in. How many of you want to be successful? I'm going to, uh, even though I don't have everybody up, I don't think any, did anybody not raise their hand? I think everybody raised their hands. I can see everyone. Right. Everybody wants to be successful. What are you willing to do to be successful? The first thing you have to do is define what success looks like for you. Not for Ashley, not for your mom and dad, not for your coach, not for your friends, not for Instagram. What does success look like? What does that mean? And we like to set goals and things we aspire to. So let me talk a little bit what I like in success, because think about it. You're, you're all softball players, I'm gathering, because we're all in this together. All right. I've never watched a softball game that wasn't about the team winning the game. It's really great when you hit a home run. It's great when you pitch really good pitches and, you know, strike them out. But when you walk in the dugout every day, you are part of a team. And the first and foremost thing, when I look at kids I'm interested in pursuing as recruits, I look at the dugout. And when I think of successful teams or organizations of any type, and I use the dugout as a metaphor to any company, organization, you know, your glee club, whatever you're involved in. And we want to know, number one, are you going to be a great teammate? Are you going to be a great teammate? Because I don't care how good you are to bring you to Michigan. I want to know that your goal is to help Michigan be great. That's why Michigan offers scholarship money to kids. That's why we offer an opportunity. And I'm pretty sure that's how most coaches feel. We are trying to achieve greatness for a team. So are you going to be a part of a team? And what's a great teammate and a great dugout looks like? Everybody in the dugout is all about the team's success. Everybody in the dugout celebrates every win, which is our hitter up to bat took a ball or swung hard at a strike or hit the ball hard. All right. Everybody celebrates all success, not just their own. Everybody embraces the role that they have. Everybody has a role. The pitcher's job is obviously to minimize the offense. Hitter's job, if you're at the top of the lineups to get on base, if you're in the middle of the lineup to get RBIs, the bottom of the order is to turn over the order. And think about the other people, people who pinch run, people who catch bullpens, people who go in at the end of the game because their best quality is defense and they're the defensive specialists. Everybody's job is to contribute to the success of the team. And at the end of the night, did we win the game? And are we all in for the team? All right. And I would tell a story about it. One of my players. Because she was probably my best athlete, very athletic, fast, my fastest player. But she wasn't quite ready at our level to play regularly. And her best role for us during her first two years, she was our best pinch runner. The person off the bench, when we need a run, is who I'm counting on. I think that's a really important role. How are we going to win the game if we don't get that run? Sometimes... You know how important one run is? It's the difference in a lot of games. And so she um, she wasn't really uh, doing as well as I thought she could. And I told her, you're out too much. You're not ready. You're not reading the ball off the bat. You don't seem to remember how many outs there are. 
You don't get a good jump off the bat. I don't think you're embracing your role. Oh, I'm embracing my role. I said, no, I don't think you are. We need better. You can be safe a lot more than you are. She said, well, I embrace my role. But this is the thing, coach. I want to start. And I said, well, of course you do. You sure do. I hope that you always want to start and strive for that. But let me give you the life lesson here. Why would we promote you to a higher position, a better position, a more full-time position until you excel in the role you're in? And if your goal is to start, the journey goes along some different paths. And we want people that are all about team success, embrace that role. And you know what? Be the shining star in the role you have. Be the best pinch runner. Be the best whatever role you get. If you come in, your only job is defense, then be the best one. Do your job, embrace it, and recognize you're helping the team win. And when she figured that out, guess what? She didn't only start, she was all Big Ten. Wow. So that's one of my first stories. But great teams, teams that achieve greatness, and I've had a lot of them. I've had a national champion team. I've had a national runner-up. We had 22 Big Ten championships. But those teams are all about the, the success of the team. And one thing we don't do, we don't go in the corner of the dugout by the water cooler and complain that it's not going my way. I didn't get to play. They took me out and put in somebody else. We don't talk by the water cooler. We don't complain. We don't talk about each other. We don't criticize each other. We encourage each other. That's the first thing about being a great teammate and the first aspect of being a great team. And as you aspire to go much further in your softball career, being a great teammate is going to be something that people care about a lot. And so I listened to Ashley talk about you all, uh, that you're working hard. You're working hard towards your goals. So let me ask you this. Who do you think it doesn't work hard? Because when we come into our college season every fall, first day, everybody's excited. We're going to work hard. We're going to work harder than anybody else. I said, who's not saying that? Every team in the country is going in to work hard. Every team in the country is going in the weight room at 6 a.m. and doing extra reps. And every team in the country is doing mental training. And everybody in the country is working hard. And I've got news for you. Don't give yourself a gold star because you work hard. That's the minimum price of success. Working hard to me is baseline. If you don't work hard, you're never going to wear the black M for me. Working hard is not a badge of honor. It's a requirement of what you're aspiring to. All right. And so the biggest thing I like to ask is, well, what's going to separate you? Whether it's you as an individual, you want to excel, you want to achieve your success. What's going to separate you from everybody else who's doing and saying the same thing? Well, let me tell you the first thing that you need to consider. You need to understand that failure is not failing and failure is part of your growth process. You're going to fail. People that don't fail aren't pushing themselves to the edge and the edge is where the difference is made. If you don't fail at something, you're not doing it right. Great hitters, as we all say, hit 40% of the time. 
That's 60% failure. That's not going to get you an A in school, but it's going to get you a good grade in softball. Because everybody who's achieved success has failed along the way. And the whole thing is not that you fell down, not that you failed. It's how do you get up? Do you get up and brush it off? Period. And recognize this part of the deal. I just struck out. Guess what? I get to bat again. One of the best players ever to play college softball is a Michigan alum, Sierra Romero. Perhaps some of you know who she is. I've never met somebody who had such a lack of fear of failure. She would strike out and she looked, she'd walk back to the dugout and she would look at the pitcher. And I'm like, oh, she's going down next time. And there's no fear when there's no feel of fear, feel fear of failing. You can't go up to bat hoping you don't strike out. You can't go up to bat fearing that this isn't going to go well or throwing a pitch. You throw it with all you got and trust that that is good enough. And that in our sport, sometimes you give up a hit anyway. Sometimes in our sport, you rope the ball to the fence and they catch it. That's not failure. That's a good at bat. And those are the best players that understand that failing is just part of the deal. It's part of our sport. And being persistent. Persistence is the quality you want, which means you stay with it, you stay with it, you stay with it. And this is an example I just read the other day. When you were all little babies and you were finally getting to be a toddler, maybe we'll see Barrett on the call. (laughs) Should I bring him out? (laughs) He can demonstrate this at the end of the call. But you know what? At some point you started figuring out crawling, crawling, and then you started getting up to walk. And you know what happened when you were that age? You fell down every time you stood up. Every time you stood up, you went right back on your diaper. And you weren't afraid. You didn't say, oh, I don't know if I should try this because what if I fall? You kept falling, you kept falling, you were persistent. And then somehow you figured out how to hang on to the couch, hang on to the rail and stand it up. And then you'd fall. And then you learned how to have balance. It didn't come from avoiding failure and sitting on your butt the rest of your life. And that is what happens in sport. You're going to push it, push it. So you go out to practice. And when you go to practice, whether it's with Ashley or with your team, don't practice doing easy things that make you feel good. Do the things that you're not good at. And that's how you'll get better and you'll fail at them. And you can get frustrated for a minute, but then boom, get rid of it. And recognize that's how you grow. Recognize this too. You actually never arrive at success. It's not a place you just show up and I landed, I'm finally successful. Because the minute you arrive at any notion of success, guess what? The bar is going to go higher. And all coaches will push you higher. They'll say, good, you're getting better. Now you can even be better. As you climb a mountain, as you get closer to the top, it's way steeper and it's way harder. And any good coach will push you through that because that's how good becomes great. All right. So I think it's important for you to recognize that a lot of times, like if I can just get through today's practice, if I can just get through my exam this week, if I can just get through preseason training, 
if I can just finally get to college and get my scholarship, that you will have arrived and that it will get easier. It's not going to get easier. Life does not get easier unless you retire like me and then you do just only fun things for a living. <laughs> it's not get easier. What has to happen for you to be great, just if you want to be great, those of you who talk about being great and make it to college and be great in college, what has to happen is you have to do hard. You have to get better at doing hard. You have to embrace it and recognize, wow, I'm going to do this. And this is my ticket to greatness. You can't avoid it. You have to run right through it. And I think about this. I'm a very avid golfer. And we go to play the hardest holes. And I've learned that instead of saying, God, I hate this hole. I love this hole. This is such a challenging hole. It's so fun to try to master this hole. And that's the attitude of a champion. Now, I'm not a champion golfer. I'm not going to lie. Because I still haven't learned to embrace putting. But I'm, uh, you know, working on it. Hey, everybody says you're really good at golf, so. I've I've definitely gotten better in the last several years. And uh, my attitude has definitely gotten better. I will say that. But just so you know that the separation, to separate you from everybody else who says the same thing you do, the separation is in who does the hard. That's where the separation begins. So you come into practice and say, Ashley, that's hard. I want to do this drill. It's the one I like. Learn to like the hard. Yes. But I think the most important quality, and I put it in my chat, hmm. the most important quality that as you move on this journey is learning ownership. And ownership, people talk a lot about leadership. Leaders are people who own the task and they make sure it gets done. And when you recognize, and everyone in this room, and I parents that are listening, when every student, athlete, young person recognizes that they own all of their life success. They own how you, what your attitude is. That's on you. You own how you respond to adversity, how you respond to failure. It's not anybody else's responsibility. When players came to me to complain that they didn't get to play and I didn't put them in the lineup, I would tell them, if you're waiting for me to put you in the lineup, you're never going to go in the lineup. You need to put yourself in the lineup. What can you do different to take? So I say, you're the one. Because I don't pick the kids I like the best. I don't pick the kids that are favorites. Nobody does. Coaches want to win games, and they want kids who jump at the chance to improve, be better, and help the team. That's what coaches favor. Absolutely. But if you say, well, the coach doesn't put me in, you're never going to be great. And you're also probably never going to play. So I'll tell you this story. Again, a success story. Amanda Chittister was on the 2020, actually the 2021 Olympic team. She was a 2012 graduate of the University of Michigan, two-time All-American, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year, a very good college player. And when she left Michigan, she went into the U.S. national team pool, which means every year she's traveling with the USA softball. She was on, they have several teams a year, playing internationally, competing, training. And she made, a, she was on the, the first string of the national team for 
most of those years. The year before the final selection, because they make a final selection the year before the actual Olympics. And the year before the final selection, she was at team tryouts for that year to make the, that particular year's travel team. She got cut. She got cut from the national team. She got relegated down to a lower team. And uh, her dad called me and said, I, you need to talk to her. And I called her up and boy, I just let her, I let her go. She was so upset. She put in 10 years of hard work. She had worked her tail off and she was mad. She was mad at the coaches. She was mad at the selection committee. She was mad at USA softball. She was mad at everybody. I just listened because I know this kid. She calls me about a week later and said, you know, I've only got one more shot. This is the only shot I will ever have to make the Olympic team. I'm going to go for it. Meaning she didn't say, okay, walk away, go get a job, start in, start life after softball. She said, I, I got to go for it. I said, I think you should. And I had watched her train for all these years post-college. And then I watched her continue training as she decided I'm going to go to the next level. And I had, I mean, I'm so impressed what she had become in her 10 years post-college. As good a player as she was, she made herself stronger, more powerful. She refined her, all of her catching skills. She refined all of her hitting was unreal. She was so strong. She was like a major league baseball player. She worked her tail off. And obviously the moral of the story is she made that team. She owned her success. She didn't blame it on the coaches. She didn't blame it on the selection committee. She didn't blame it on anybody else because she didn't control them. You only control what you control. And she controlled what she was going to do in response. And she found a way on that team. Now, let me tell you the most important lesson. She did all of that, not knowing that she was going to make that team. She had no way to know. She could have done all that work and it was so impressive and still not made it but it's the only chance she had. And that's how things go. A lot of times kids are like, well, I don't know. They're kind of skeptical if I want to do this because they want to know for sure it's going to work. You're the only one that makes it work. You own it and you make it work. Don't expect the coach to make it work. We only, our advisors give suggestions, help guide. If you're a good coach, you really tell people straight up the truth. So, those are the things that I've learned in my short career that have really helped greatness. Because people all say they want to be great. I got news for you. The difference is in what are you willing to do to be great? What are you willing to sacrifice? And not just, I go to Ashley every week and I did all the things she said. That can be the minimum. A lot of people are doing that. A lot of people go to lessons. They go to trainers. They go to practice. They go everywhere and they, they check that box. I did all that. I work hard. You work hard when you take ownership and you invest greatly in all of your development. When you take charge of your development, say, I can be better. Look who's, you watch me as good and say, I can be better than that. And what can you do to get there? When you invest in it at that level, that's where the top 5% that's where they live. 
the 95%, they all write goals and they want to be good and they wanted this and they want that. The top 5% don't talk about it. They aspire to it, they invest in it, and they own their own stuff. I love that. So that's what I got for you. So good. And you can do that. By the way, greatness isn't reserved for those few who were like all those Monica Abbott's. Monica Abbott's great. I got news for you. She she was in the top five percent. She was a top five percent. She was born with some gifts, but she achieved them. Amanda Chittister, same thing. Born with some gifts, but she achieved them. What'd you think? I remember when VHA members got to meet Hutch live and I was sitting there right there with everybody else learning and grasping every single thing she was saying. Like I look back at this, I just watched it again. And every single athlete, there were probably like 20, 20 people, including parents, like watching her just talk and riff about successful teams and what they look like. And everybody's eyes were just locked in on her, like from my eight-year-olds in VHA to my 18-year-olds in VHA. It was the coolest thing to be able to give them that experience. And everybody has a recording to this inside VHA. And I want to give this experience to you. I know I riffed about it at the very beginning about VHA, but opportunities like this, you just don't get them all the time. And that's what's special about VHA. If you want to become a member and be able to see more incredible speakers like Hutch, I want you to go and dive into VHA. And especially since you're listening to this podcast, I want to give you a little discount on VHA as well. If you join VHA, I want to give you $10 off of the next six months together. So if you are a first timer and you head to www.ashleybtraining.com and you join VHA and use the code podcast 10, that's the numbers one zero at checkout, you'll get $10 off these next six months. And I just want to thank you for, for being an avid listener, for investing in your athlete and her dreams. And you, you will not be disappointed by VHA. It is always growing. It is always getting better. And now with the premium membership, it's just going through the roof. I'm so excited about this stuff. So www.ashleybtraining.com, head to it. I'm so excited to see who my new members are going to be. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. If you enjoyed it, as always, please share it with a friend. Um, Head to the When the Cleats Come Off community on Facebook to go chat about this episode if you loved it. And don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling. And I will see you next week. Hey, it's Coach AB. I'm so glad you're listening to this very episode because it means you're interested and care about the mental side of our game. And if you know anything about Ashley and I, we really encourage all of our athletes to take time to understand what are mental skills and how they can help you. And if you're a parent or a player or even a coach and you want to learn more about this, 
I would love to invite you to the Fearless Warrior Program. It is our proven mental skills training program. It's a 12-week group experience, and we have worked with hundreds of athletes virtually, just like the Virtual Hitting Academy. Even if you're not in the Virtual Hitting Academy and you're not one of our VIPs, but you want VIP access, use code AshleyB50 by going to fearlesswarriorprogram.com forward slash enrollment. That special code will give you $50 off enrollment of the Fearless Warrior Program. And as you're listening to this, our enrollment will be opening on January 7th through January 14th. So if this is something you're interested in, please follow the information below and Ashley B. 50 will give you $50 off enrollment.